Hey, it's Sandeep. Hey, it's Patrick. Welcome to Moments of Brilliance, a podcast about life, laughter, and raising daughters. Hey, welcome back, everybody. And thank you for those who have tuned in uh, to the episode so far. We've actually had some really good comments from uh, the previous episode. We seem to be resonating with a lot of people. So thank you for those that have tuned in so far. And welcome to those who are just tuning in now. Um, as you know, last show, we talked about the birth of our children. So both sons have daughters. He has two. I have one. And, you know, it was an interesting time as we learned last time. So on today's show, we're going to talk about those first few weeks, months, maybe after the first, uh, after the birth, see what happens. Uh, Sandeep, welcome back. How have things been going? Hey, Patrick, um, things have been going good. Pretty, pretty busy week. Um, but yeah, I saw, I saw your daughter the other week, um, at, uh, at that school while I was dropping off my daughter and I said, Hey, um, have you heard your daddy's new show? And she just stared at me and didn't answer me. And I was like, did he play anything for you on the computer? And she just stared at me. And I was just like, Oh, okay. Okay. Bye. Have a good day. And she just, she didn't, she didn't move a muscle. She just looked at me and I was just like, okay, I just backed away. And I'm like, that is, uh, that is absolutely my daughter's MO. Uh, that look basically said, I know you, who are you and why are you talking to me? Uh, and what? So no, I don't, uh, I haven't shown her anything. Uh, I haven't, uh, you know, to, uh, with the podcast at all. I'm not even sure she would completely get it. Maybe she would. She is a smart kid, but uh, that look you were getting is, uh, well, that was her, why are you talking to me look? So you're welcome yeah. for that. Uh, she gets that from, uh, well, she gets that from me. So she, yeah, comes, yeah. she comes by it, honestly. For those that I figured. For those that listen and know my daughter and know me, that look comes by it, honestly. So that's okay. That's hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> it's okay. I, uh, it's all right. I, at least you say that's a look that she knows you, but she's not going to sort of respond. I'm glad that she knows me, but I felt like in that moment, she didn't know who I was. And I was like, ah, come on. I've seen you like a hundred times. She does know you. Uh, <laughs> I hate to be blunt, but she just doesn't care. Oh, I know. So it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's all it's good. Like, I just want to see your daughter. And uh, yeah. actually, I yeah. think she likes your youngest daughter. Maybe more than the one that's her age. I'm not sure. Um, really? Well, maybe. Does she talk I mean, about her? Well, she does always make sure to mend daughter. So, but oh, although nice. the other night she did say, "Can I have? Can we have Sundeep's daughter over for dinner? Uh, I miss her. Can we go there? She always wants to just go to your house, and I'm like, oh, we yeah. can't go. We can't go there uninvited. <laughs> I don't think we're allowed to do that. So just show. Like, hey, we're here for dinner. Can you please cook us some food? Thanks. You guys aren't busy. So. <laughs> Anyways, I know so many little things we got to like think about now, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Which I think actually, you know, nicely leads us into some of what we wanted to talk about this this episode. So if you don't mind, I'm going to kind of jump into a couple of the questions that we're going to go because I think that was a good jump off point. Are you, are you ready for this week's questions? Yeah, sure. Let's okay. do it. All right. So the first one I think we're going to talk about this week is what first time parenting experiences were the most challenging for you? Can you think of times where it was like a real challenge? Like things like feeding, diapers, sleepless nights. Is that true or not? What are some of those major challenges you had in the first year? Oh, good question. Lots and lots of lots of major challenges. <laughs> um, so you were saying sleepless nights. Yeah, yeah. Sleepless nights was... You know, you think uh, you can manage it, you know, like as a as a dude, you're like, ah, baby's coming. No worries. You know, I could still have my workout in the morning, still come home, have breakfast, still do my thing. Well, yeah, 
soon as the baby came, like your thing just like went out backseat as you were on your drive home. Um, yeah, it was. You didn't put the baby in the backseat and just throw it. Is that what you were saying? <laughs> that's not what you're saying. No, no. Right? no okay, fair enough. No. no, that's good. That's good. That's good. Yeah, yeah. Um, the sleepless nights is for real. Um, yeah. And anybody who likes their sleep, um, you, you feel it hard and you just wake up constantly with these like headaches and migraines and all you hear is like a, a baby crying or, you know, the, the wife saying something like, Oh, just, Oh, there was, there was so many of those days. And honestly, from the moment I lost my first sleep, I still haven't get, got it back. And it's been, it's been probably f- more than five years now. So yeah, very challenging. Um, agree yeah right Um, i have to agree on the sleepless nights Uh, you know if if any of you remember my story from the first episode i you know had the sleep study before the uh, my child was born and i haven't slept right since so and we've not really been away from from my daughter except for one night in five and a half years so the sleepless nights are absolutely real and i mean i gotta tell you a little story about um our sleepless nights so since my wife was pregnant, we've actually slept in separate beds. So I have a, you know, I have a CPAP machine, so that's loud. That was waking her up. But when she was pregnant, she had a body pillow and there wasn't enough room in our bed for me and the body pillow for her to stretch out. So I, you know, started sleeping in the spare room. Well, over time, it just got to be, well, this actually is it's a little better sleep. We're kind of doing this a little bit better. So I started <laughs> sleeping in the spare room and, um, when, when my daughter came home, she was sleeping in a bassinet in the room. And, you know, my wife was still kind of sleeping there because I had my CPAP. It was loud. It would have kept um, my daughter awake. But one of the first few nights, um, one of the things that I had always said I would do is like, if there's an issue, text me. I'll be right there. I'll make sure that I can uh, and help. Well, oh. she, she texts me in the middle of the night. And you know how your phone has that setting where you put it on do not disturb for oh. like a certain <laughs> time. Well, it turns out that that do not disturb actually kind of um, had my wife included in it. And that was oh. kind of a problem because, well, I got woken up by her screaming at uh, because I had the do not disturb on. So true story to this day, her, her ring is this very loud ding. And every time she texts me, there's a very loud ding and it's on purpose because in case she wakes up in the middle of the night. And she is the only one that is excluded from do not disturb. So her very loud ding on my text is because we were sleeping in separate bedrooms at the time and still do. And it was so that she could ding me and I could come in and help with feedings or whatever in the middle of the night. So since then, I've actually slept worse because I'm always scared. But I'm I'm missing (laughs) something. It's not even you can like... Yo, you're just anticipating not a baby's cry, but a ding. No, I've been anticipating the <laughs> ding, the the baby cry. And my daughter did cry a lot in the middle of the night. She fed a lot because she. Oh, had, yeah. she I don't know if you, if, if all of you know what a tongue tie is, but it's like where. Oh yes. You know the the tongue is is not quite right, and they have to do some surgery. Well, it turns out my daughter had a tongue tie, so she would feed constantly, and I felt so bad for my wife because. Well, I don't have breasts and I couldn't feed her. Now, my wife did pump and I was able to sometimes, but most of the time she was feeding her. So there was nothing I could do. So I was always up at least for support or tried to be, except of course, forget to put your phone not on, do not disturb. So dad's out there, (laughs) piece of advice. uh, If you want to um, keep in your wife's good books, make sure you wake up when that feeding happens. Otherwise, 
uh, she'll talk about it. And uh, actually, my wife still does talk about it to this day. So it's one of those things. Oh, man. Yeah. Those are one of those stories you're never going to. You're never, never going to. like. I'm never living it down. Ever. Yeah. No, I'll never live it down. It's been five and a half years and I can't live it down. So it's one of those things. You know what? I actually missed a feed too one day. Um, my my wife and I, we, we slept in the same room and we tried a lot of sleep training with her too. Um, on the second baby, it, she was probably maybe about a year, year and a half, maybe around that time. And we used to get up at 4 a.m. and do a feed. Um, one night it was my turn and I forgot to set my alarm clock and I didn't feed her. But it was around that that time where we were thinking about, you know, weaning her off this feed. And is she, is she like, does she not need it anymore? Because she hasn't really been crying. We've been like waking her up and asking her if she wanted to eat and feeding her, um, asking her if, as if she's going to answer back. But we, we, we would wake her up. And, hey, kid, do you still want to be fed? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All you're going to get is a poop back, I think, is what's going to happen there. I know. <laughs> Um, yeah, so we would, it was that time where we we were thinking like, should, should this be done by now? Um, so that night where I didn't feed her, she didn't make a peep, um, and she slept through that night. And so, you know, that was my signal. I was like, okay, you know, it, it happened for a reason. I'm not going to feed her anymore at this time. And she was fine after that. So hey, it worked out for me. You're lucky because (laughs) knowing your wife, uh, and I know you're going to be listening to this wife, uh, she could have killed you. So you're quite lucky that uh, it worked out for you. Yeah, she woke up with big eyes and I was like, oh my God, I forgot to feed the baby. Have you been able to live that down though? Yeah, because the the story was a success, you know, like a success, success. Well, oh, good for you. Um, I mean, <laughs> just, it's a success in my mind. I, was like, Yo, for, I did something you know, right. Thanks for rubbing that. Well, yeah, because you did miss her first bath. So, I mean, you told us uh, yeah. that last time. So thanks for... At least you did one right, which is good, right? Because, again, we call this moments of brilliance for a reason. Yeah, you got to take those W's <laughs> when you can. So, All right. What about the responsibility of parenthood? We've been talking a bit about that. How has that changed you as a person? Seeing like seeing people or things you would do or having time to yourself. How has the responsibility changed you? Yeah, it's... Um responsibility has, uh, it's like nothing else when you become a parent. Uh, You know, like before we had kids, we were out and about type of couple. Um, We got a cat for that reason. We like pets, but we got a cat over a dog. Not that we have anything against dogs, but at the time, the cat just matched our lifestyle. Like it was pretty self-sufficient. You could leave it without, you know, taking it out for constant walks or going to the bathroom. So we got a cat um, because we like to be out and about. We were, we live in like near Toronto at the time we were living in Mississauga, Ontario, but we like to go to Toronto, see friends, do things around the city, go to restaurants, go to bars and pubs and things like that, hang out with friends. Um, So after kids, um, there was just too much to think about. I mean, as a guy, I, I, I didn't, I don't think I was mentally prepared. My wife did a really good, she tried to do a really good job as constantly reminding me for like one year when she got pregnant. It's like, you know, when the baby comes, this is going to change and this is going to change and that's going to happen. And you're going to have to do this. I was like, yeah, 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 sure. Um, and then when the time did come, you know, it was like a punch to the face from Mike Tyson or something. Uh, it just, it was just a lot to do, you know, always had to constantly think of this other being in the house now versus, you know, you could just 
think about yourself or think about you and your wife and what you're going to do today. Things change, right? So you got to think about bottles, sanitizing the bottles. You got to think about wipes. You got to think about diapers and baby formula or, you know, everything in between. Um, and yeah, it, was, it, it can be an overload, especially for a guy, um, I think. And I hear that a lot from my friends too. I don't know. How did you feel, Patrick? Oh, it was, uh, it was very different because I mean, remember my wife and I were married for 12 years before we had a child. Um, so we had a lot of time. We used to love to, to travel. Um, we would just go to Vegas for the weekend or, you know, and when my wife used to travel for work, I remember we went to, you know, Florence, Italy for a long weekend once. Cause I went to her conference with her and, you know, I used to like traveling for work. There was jobs where I'd, I'd have to go, you know, to London or to Vegas because I used to do trade shows in my past life or, you know, wherever. And, and, and my wife and I would, we'd go places or we'd get up and we'd go for dinner or whatever it would be. And then as soon as a child was born, it was a very different experience. We couldn't just pick up and go anymore. We had to you know, for the first year, it wasn't too bad. And actually, we had our daughter on a plane um, when she was four months old, which was great because she was free. And in the hotel, she was free. So, I mean, that was pretty awesome. But, you know, once she hit uh, one, we actually took her to Hawaii for 10 days with us. And that was different because we, we bought a seat for her because who wants a baby on their lap for 30? And then, you know, we look at it and it's like, oh, we'd have to pay for her to go with us to a hotel. So it's quite expensive. We haven't really, yeah. we haven't traveled in a plane since that first year because A, it was oh. COVID and B, it's expensive. She's a real person now. So we have to pay for her in a room. So that was just one. And that's, you know, a very selfish sort of thing. But I think obviously some of the other responsibility is, you know, seeing friends and family. I have one very good friend who I only see every six months. Um, not only does he live, you know, an hour and a half away, but I feel guilty, like, leaving my wife for the weekend to go see him. And it's not like, uh, neither of us drank, so it's not like we go and party. We just go hang out because it's, it's cool, you know, it's somebody I've known for 30 years and we just like to, you know, chat, watch movies or whatever, but... I often go without my wife because it's hard to take my daughter. He doesn't have enough rooms. You know, obviously she likes what she likes and he has a son, but he's older. So lots of different stuff there. So certainly just being able to pick up and go. But I think that one of the biggest ones, which is going to sound funny, is I, I'm kind of one who likes to on time or early. And when I want to go, I want to go. And you can't just pick up a, a one-year-old or a two-year-old or a three-year-old or even a five-year-old. Yes. All right, let's go. We're going. It requires so much preparation and I get so, so much preparation and I get so frustrated just because I'm like, okay, it's time to go. We got to go to this store. We have to go to this place. And sometimes oh, so right. I just want to get up and go. I just, just let me go already. I just want to go. And we can't do that. So for me, it's been trying to, and this is life lesson for everybody today is patience. You have to have so much and if it means walking away for a minute or, you know, giving that child time to just vent it out, you have to do it. And that's something that my wife has been teaching me quite a bit is just let her go, have her moment. It'll take way less time than if you're trying to force her. Because, I mean, there's times where I tried to force her into her car seat and that works out way worse than just giving mm -hmm. her a moment or, you know, you taking a moment and just breathing, just going. Sometimes I go into the bathroom. I'm not actually doing anything in there, but I'll go in, close the door and just breathe. So nobody's bothering me just so I'm like <laughs> taking that breath and just giving it a moment. So there you go. There's, there's a lesson out of today for you from all of this. Yeah, and you know, obviously honestly, it sounds crazy, 
but like we all need like all guys need their little little like their little type of support system or system or something that works for them if it's not like if something they can do by themselves they can like call somebody up and just have a conversation you know it's therapy i think we all need it as guys well, and i mean and and you say that and and i am not afraid to admit this but i actually go to a therapist i have been for 7 years oh, and do I mean, you? that's yeah that's been for that was been for anxiety but she is actually a, a trained you know child psychologist as well so it has been wonderful actually oh, having perfect a for real you. professional who i've been able to talk to for the last you know she was there before my child was born and she's been there after she gives me so much good advice on just being yeah. able to deal with situations because she can get behind the psychology um, and just give me really good advice so having that so don't be honestly don't be afraid to admit if something is bothering you i know a lot of guys out there and i have a lot of friends or or acquaintances that would never go see a therapist so what guys do mm-hmm. we don't go see therapists frankly yeah. i don't mind i i had to i had a lot of you know anxiety issues and she's been not only wonderful for that side but helping you know work with with my child and you know we'll get into some mm-hmm. How I was parented and how, you know, how Sandeep was parented in further episodes, but certainly it shapes and, you know, certainly I wanted to change how I was parented so I didn't parent myself. That's nice. And yeah, I, I believe in mental health too. And, you know, the way to mental health is through conversations, I feel like a big part of it. Um, and so like, that's good for you. Good, good taking care of yourself, Patrick. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> so... I think, you know, obviously there was lots that that first year and that first bit. So Sandeep, what was the most surprising thing you learned about yourself as a father that first year? Yeah, so the most surprising thing I learned as a father was, you know, it, it really changed. So I guess this is a father and a husband sort of answer. It sort of really changed the relationship that you had with your wife um, because you are now a father. Uh, so like, you know, you, you think things are going to remain the same. <laughs> And you, you hope to, because, you know, you, you married a person for certain qualities, features, values, beliefs, and all that. And that it does stay the same. However, things, there's another layer to it. And the baby is the other layer. And there's just so much more other attention that that baby needs and from both of you. So it really shifts the the focus from just two people. And now it's three. So the attention goes down for you. And for your wife. And you just have to find different ways to rekindle and make time for each other. And it's really, really important that you do. Otherwise, you will start to feel like you're just two roommates taking care of another kid. And so I think that's that was a really hard lesson for me to learn. But, you know, a really quick one to fix where you just find different ways of spending time together and, you know, doing things alone and doing things as a family and just finding that new balance. How about you, Patrick? That is a, that is, that is definitely a tough one. I think, you know, that one of the things you said is, you know, almost not being first. And I grew up as the baby in the family and, uh, it was always like mom would always, you know, take care of me. And it was always me first. And, uh, when you, you know, get married, a, that does go down a bit, like you said, and, and then have a baby, like I am like last in packing order. We have two cats and I'm like below those. So, I mean, I, that's, that's not, you know, really a lesson I learned. I kind of knew that, but, uh, that was, that was a bit of a hard pill to swallow because I kind of liked being first and that was fun, but 
That's just because oh, I grew man. up as a baby. So, but I think the most surprising thing that I probably learned about myself in that first year is that I can play, I can be silly. Uh, as a dad, I never thought I was dad material. I honestly never thought I was dad material. And everybody kept saying, oh, you'd be such a good dad. You'd be such a good dad. I never saw it. Uh, and I'm not a perfect dad by any stretch. Holy, do I have so much to learn every day and thank whatever entity you believe in for my wife for being so patient with me. But just I learned that I could be a dad. I could be silly. I could play. Just those little moments that make you just tear up a little bit. Like, where is this coming from? So it's kind of this yeah. interesting thing of, you know, yeah, I can be a dad. I can do that. So for me, that was just Wow, that's a good one. It was different. For sure. How have you found your social circle has changed in your first year? I know certainly, um, you know, for, for, for those that did listen to the previous episodes, Sundeep and I met because of our children. We never would have been friends with without them. We just wouldn't have an occasion to meet. And I always find it yeah. funny because like, if I bumped into you, oh, sorry, sorry. Well, well, no, it's it, like I always find it funny that like my wife and I used to say, because a lot of my friends, like I grew up in a different city. I grew up in a place called St. Thomas, Ontario, or did a lot of my growing up in a place called London, Ontario. And a lot of my friends were back there or moved other places. My wife and I always said, how do you meet friends as an adult before we had a kid? And since we've ha had a child, like we've met We've met a lot of people, some are acquaintances, some you're like, I'm going to distance myself from you, but some like you <laughs> and, and your wife, it's like, Hey, we kind of vibe, we get along. And that's the only way that I met friends when I was an adult was because of our, our children. So how have you found your social circle has changed over the last little while, Cindy? Um, as you were telling that story, I was just reminded of the first time we came over to your place and then two families were all together. You didn't know how to act and you were just like walking around, pacing back and forth with your hands up. And you literally said out loud, it's like, I, I don't know. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to act. Um, we haven't had people over <laughs> for a very, very long time. And this was after COVID. It was but this true. is also after you had kids and all that. And you, if you say you haven't really hung out with new adult friends, and this was your first time. I kind of understand now why you were like that. It was true. Well, mostly it was after COVID. So we, we'd only been with each other because um, we really had a tight bubble because, you know, we, I, you know, I have a mother-in-law who is in her seventies and we had a, you know, my wife's grandmother is in her nineties. And so we had to be very careful if we ever wanted to see anybody, especially with with my daughter and, you know, she was at daycare. So we never saw anybody. So it was kind of a combination of, a, I don't know how to deal with two other children in my house. B, I don't know how to deal with new friends. And C, there's people here and I don't know how to interact with people. Like, is it okay to just fart out loud? Like, what am I allowed to do in this house <laughs> with other people? Like, what do I do? I don't know how to deal with this. So that was kind of why yeah. I walked around with my hands up. Although if you do also remember that time, your daughter freaked out because I didn't order the pizza on time and she was hungry. Ooh. And uh, Patrick still has PTSD still from this have moment. PTSD from that, you know, not to dismiss any of those who actually have PTSD out there, but I really no, do no. have some, some stress disorder from mm. that moment, and I'll never forget it. And anytime they come over to our house to this day, when we have dinner, I make sure I know where we're going if we're ordering, and I make sure it's ordered ahead of time, ready for delivery, because of that exact moment. Because I didn't know how to deal with people. Oh yeah, that that moment was pretty funny too. Um, my my starter was bawling her eyes out and Patrick felt so bad. He was just like looking at her. It's like, Oh my God, oh my God, you, you're never going to come back. We're never going to see you guys again. Are you? And I was like, yo, calm down. 
I really think our social circle has changed quite a bit to go back to this question. It's been very different. And it's, and it's funny because I, I, I used to have, um, a friend and I say used to, we're no longer friends. And he had children and I did not at this point. And he always said to me, you don't have kids. You don't understand. And I used to scoff at him and be like, I have common sense. I understand that. However, <laughs> what I, what I will say is a, that statement was pompous and B, uh, I have kids now and I still don't understand. So I don't get that statement, <laughs> but I do kind of get the sentiment of it, which is, yeah, like it's, it's, I find it's a little more difficult to have friends without kids. And actually, I don't think I have any friends without kids um, anymore. Really nobody I call a super close friend uh, without kids because it's a different way of life. You can't just get up and go and do things. You can't just like, Hey, you want to go out to the bar? Like, no, I'm in bed at nine 30 because my daughter might be up at six. So like, yeah. no, I can't just like go and get up and do craziness. So certainly. Yeah. It's so funny how you say that. Like pet, people who have pets understand other people who have pets and now people who have children understand other people who have children. Like it's funny how your social, social circle just, shifts as you have kids like i we used to go out and you know stay out late and then when we had a kid and we we decided to put him on a sleep schedule it was really hard for other people to understand that it's like all right you know 6 30 we're gonna head out um we're gonna put the kid to bed like around 7 7 30 so we got to follow this and we got to follow it to a t and and we did uh, but people were just like, I bet when we left the homes, man, I can, I can just imagine those conversations um, from the people who, who probably didn't have kids at the time and were just like scratching their heads. Like, what, what, what is the big issue? A kid will fall asleep anywhere. Like, I can just. Untrue. I mean, we, yeah, st yeah. we still leave places early. I mean, my daughter's, you know, still on a bit of a sleep schedule because we find it just works for her because at a certain point. We know when she flips and as we like to say, she stopped personing um, and she will like yeah. start screaming and she will literally yeah. run into walls. We know she's tired. So we're like, we oh, have to yours go. does too. Oh yeah, nice. she does that. So we, <laughs> we still uh, try and, you know, keep her on that sleep schedule because she is just, she's not fun when she's tired. And so we just try and the later you think, oh, everybody thinks, oh, the later you put them to bed, the later they'll get up. That is a lie. The later we put her to bed, the earlier she. So mm -hmm. it's it's not true. So the social circle, it's like, yeah, I mean, I, I know we've been to a games night at your place one night. And it was like, well, it's just after 10. We got to go because yeah. <laughs> we know that the kid's going to be up in the morning. Uh, OK, then. Uh, yeah, so, no, I was like, see ya. You're gone. Bye. We're going to do the same thing. But I yep. think, uh, and this is not, you know, I, I would certainly hang out with people who did not have kids. I certainly do. I have um, It's just a Patrick's looking for more friends. Yeah. Uh, no, I think I have, I, I have plenty. Although, I mean, I won't turn down friends, but thanks for that. <laughs> so I think, you know, we're going to end today with kind of one question. Last time we, we ended with one quick question. Sandeep, is there any question you want to ask this time that you've got on your plate? Anything, any funny little question or thing, one little rapid fire mm -hmm. gut check question you want to ask? Um, you know, I mean, I'm sure we covered them a lot here, but what is one? I know there must be hundreds of funny moments in your life since you've become a father. Is there one that stands out? Oh, you know what? It's not, 
it is it is a collection of things with with my daughter. She says, and I, I know all kids say funny things, right? There used to be a show, about it. but we actually have a book that we've been keeping of some of her quotes since she was a little kid. Oh, and that's a really good idea. I wish she I did that. Says some of the funniest little stuff, and just what she says, just laugh. so. Just a couple of examples here, um, and it, it always seems to be about me. Um, <laughs> but I think there was one where it was, you know, I was playing with her with chalk out in the backyard, and she said, "Daddy, you didn't do good, but thanks for trying." <laughs> so, <laughs> and then, it's where it's like to her grandmother, who we call Gaga, by the way. She shook out this plastic tablecloth, um, and it had a bunch of stuff in it, and it got all over kind of the the, the kitchen floor, and says, "My daughter mm-hmm. turns to her and says, you weren't paying attention, lady. You made such a mess. You should be careful.'" Ooh. So I think it's you know they have no filter and they don't mean anything by it. But Where's just, their respect? It's just those <laughs> little those little quotes are yeah, probably yeah. the funny moments because that's when you just look at each other. Like my wife and I will just look at each other and we will crack up laughing and we try <laughs> not to do it in front of her, especially if it's something she's not supposed to be saying, but you just can't help it. And sometimes you just need to just laugh. And those are those little moments over those, the last, you know, in the first year they say someone, especially obviously after she was first talking and not especially when, uh, when she was, after she was first talking, she couldn't say certain words. So banana for the first two years was no, 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 no. Cause she couldn't say hmm. banana. So it's just little things like that. I think were, were some of the, the fun. Yeah. It's really, it's really interesting. You bring that up, man. Those, those, those quotes, that was a really good idea. I wish I did that. There was this one thing my daughter said had us just for a couple of months and I'm like oh she's going to continue with this and we're going to have so much fun with this word but she stopped and just sort of faded away and she's like dad we don't we don't say that anymore uh, I'm like oh really it was so funny it was just like whenever you did something wrong she just like you know swipe her wrist over to the other arm with a bent elbow and be like oh pickles <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, like, where did you learn this? You were in like preschool, like you're two years old, and it's funny. <laughs> oh, that is, I love that. I'm going to say that from now on. Pickles. I know. <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh, oh, I think you know what? I think that is uh, that is all we probably have time for today. Uh, this has been a really good conversation. Uh, next time we'll, you know, I think we 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 may jump back in time next time. We'll see. Um, it's always uh, it's always a mystery. So if you always wonder if we ever change our topic for the next one, sometimes uh, Sandeep and I come up with these next episodes on the fly. Kind of what hits us that week. So I think the next topic is going to be uh, it's going to be a mystery of us until we write it next week. So uh, I think until then, I want to thank all of you again for listening. Remember to follow us wherever you get your podcasts. Check out our YouTube channel, uh, Moments of Brilliance. And we have a Facebook page up also now. Um, Facebook page. Look at that. Sundeep setting up stuff. He's doing things. He is the editor. There's an Instagram channel. We have everything. Look, things I didn't even know. (laughs) Sundeep is is, is the man on this. He's the editor, the producer. So I'm just really here to, well, really, I'm just just here to sit here and be a voice on the other end is is kind of my job with this. But I think uh, I think with that, Sandeep, we will say goodbye and uh, thank you and hopefully we, you will tune in next time. Thank you for listening. See you next time. <laughs>